In life's journey, we must seek to reflect, learn, and grow. Welcome to The Road to Rediscovery with your host, Aubrey Johnson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Road to Rediscovery. I'm your host, Aubrey Johnson. The Road to Rediscovery is about reflecting on the lessons that life throws at us to learn and grow from them. And of course, taking it to the next level and uplifting others who are struggling. You know, there's something to be said about a childhood passion such as reading or drawing or building blocks. You know, when when you see a child doing that, you know, you might say, oh, that's so cute. But when that cute passion becomes a life-saving and transforming force in the future of that child's life. It becomes bigger and deeper than anyone's imagined. My special guest has an amazing journey to share with us today, all in the name of letting people who are struggling know that they are not alone and there is always hope. Growing up through the foster care system in multiple homes, she's had little or no guidance, dropped out of high school, began working as a stripper, but her childhood passion for reading and writing never wavered, eventually playing a major part in her life-defining moment to transform her life. She is now an author, a public speaker, and currently making a documentary about her journey. It gives me great pleasure to introduce Unika. Unika, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much. I am so excited for what you have to share with our listeners today. I really, really am. Now, you've had and continue to have an extraordinary journey that is full of hard lessons, enlightenment, and growth. So I would love for us to paint a clear picture for the listeners by starting from your upbringing in foster homes and then talking about your high school and early adult years, and then and then go from there. Is is that okay with you? Yeah, that's fine. Um, my name is Unika. I was born in California, mm-hmm. Ventura, California. When I was two years old, um, I was taken from my mom by my father, um, me and my little brother, and we moved to Jacksonville, where we raised, where we reside at now. And um, when we got to Jacksonville, my dad met my stepmom, who used to abuse me and my brother. So we ended up being in foster care. And my dad basically gave away his rights. Um, So he didn't want us anymore. So we just were in foster care. And my brother was lucky enough to get adopted. Um, I didn't want to get adopted. I had the choice um, because I had came of age to say whether I wanted to get adopted or not. And I didn't want to because I wanted to look for my mom one day. Right. And um, at the age of 17, when I was in my 12th grade year, I couldn't afford um, senior year and prom and everything that comes with being a senior in high school. So I dropped out and I found a job dancing in the strip club. And I did that for nine years. Um, I stopped a few times in between, but mostly dancing was all that I knew. Um, And I decided that I wanted to get out of that lifestyle. And I drew back to what I always loved as a child, which was reading. And I used to like to read series and fiction um, when I was a child. But as I grew up, because I didn't have any guidance, 
from parents, from parental figures, I look to nonfiction books or self-help books like Napoleon Hill, Robert Greene, um, Dale Carnegie, Dave Ramsey, uh, authors of those genres. And they helped me to basically become someone that I had never been before because all I knew was dancing. And even if I did get a job in between dancing, I felt like it wasn't fast enough money. So I always ended up back in the club. So I had to have a strong mind to get myself out of what I knew from so long since I was a teenager. So um, I took some of the things that I learned in the books that I read and I applied them and I actually lived by them. And there were certain things that I had to do in order to transition into a normal functioning life. And um, I didn't know when I stopped dancing that I was going to be an author or a speaker. I just knew I wanted to do something else. And I actually had got a job at a call center um, for a security company. So I definitely didn't know I was going to be a writer. But as people saw me change, even though I was, you know, just working at a call center, they saw that this girl that was dancing for nine years actually stopped and she's actually not planning on going back. So people asked me, you know, what did I do? And I, you know, told them the things that I had to do. So I love to read. So naturally I like to write too. So I created my first book, which is the glow up and the glow up is basically, it gives an introduction of what I grew up in and how my life was, but it, most importantly, is a guide to self-reinvention. So it's basically everything that I did um, that was the blueprint for me to change. So there's always going to be things when you're um, doing personal growth and development, you're always going to have more things that you have to do. But I feel like in the glow up, what I gave people was the blueprint of the, to set the foundation for you to become who you need to be. Um, and I ended up finding my family, uh, my real family, and I'm moving to Houston, Texas. Um, so my documentary, the Glow Up documentary, is going to have some of my friends while I was in Jacksonville. A lot of people knew that I didn't, that I grew up in, well, everybody knew that I grew up in foster care. So a lot of people have memories of me going to California looking for my mom or, you know, what, it, what I was like in foster care. So the documentary is basically... Um, it goes with my book. It just shares my journey and the things that I really had to do to get where I am right now and to get me where I plan on going. That's wonderful. That's good. That's good. I'm, 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 I'm loving that. And, uh, you know, you, you touched on something that I really wanted to see if we can unpack and, and, and open up. You, you mentioned in reading these uh, nonfiction self-help books, you, you realized that you, you had to have a strong mind to, uh, to make this change. Uh, and, and so uh, I wanted to ask you, Unika, um, during, during the times when, you know, you were, you were out of high school, um, you were, you were dancing in the strip clubs and so forth. Um, uh, and you still had this love and passion for reading and writing. Um, what was, what was, uh, can you, can you paint a picture for us on, on what, how was your self-esteem? What, what did you, what, where was your self-esteem and what state as you were going through that time? Well, through my transition, I 
was addicted to the lifestyle and the money. But as far as my self-esteem, I always feel good about myself, but I knew that it was something more that I could be doing. Right. I felt like I was settling. So it wasn't so much about like an appearance. It was more of like a, a lifestyle that I knew I could have mm-hmm. that I felt like I was depriving myself. And I was watching, and a, a lot of people say, look at, you know, I, a lot of people look at what they want to be like. Right. But me being in the club, I saw a lot of things that I didn't want to be like. And that really motivated me to, you know, go and do something different because I've seen so many girls actually have you know grandkids in the club like they you know they're older they they don't get out of the lifestyle and some people don't have a choice you know but i that's why i created the glow up because i do feel like everyone has a choice though and i feel like everyone could get that help so when i was going through my transition stage i just felt like i just I really have to get out of this. Like I knew, I knew for a fact it was something more that I could be doing. And once I did get out of that situation, and even now, I strive to help the girls that were in the dressing room with me, or the girls that are in foster care, or the kids that are in foster care, or the ones that don't, you know, have the childhood like they see everyone else. And it's important, like through all of that, you have to have a strong mind. When I was in foster care. I had to have a strong mind. I caught the Greyhound. I was 20 and I caught the Greyhound to LA. I, it took three days from Florida to LA. I took the Greyhound and went, was living in LA by myself looking for my mom. So I had to have a strong mind. And a lot of people don't understand how much wisdom you can get from reading. I didn't just always have a strong mind. I grew up very tough. So I had to, you know, I had to grow up, but it was those books that gave me guidance because I didn't have, I didn't have someone to tell me, nobody pushed me to go to school to the 12th grade. I did that on my own, you know? So I self-educated myself and I feel like everyone can have a strong mind. Everybody can do the same thing that I did if they just open up a book and just read. And you may think that it's boring or it's, it's not going to be interesting, but really it's nothing like that. You, you can learn so much and you can be so self-educated and you can, you can go very, very far by reading. And I just want to instill that in everybody. And that's the, the best way to motivate your mind and to just change your mindset and change your mentality. I got you. Very nice. Very nice. There was something you mentioned that I, I found absolutely tremendous, and and that was when you were you were talking about when you were in the clubs, um, you, you know there was there was a a way of life that you knew you did not want to have, and it was what you saw in there. Um, now you know in theory, some people say that if someone lives in one type of environment and they never have a chance to see anything else, that environment is all they know. But, but that's not always the case. You knew there was a different life that you can have. And, and so my question is, is this something you've always known? Or, is this, uh, or was there a certain time where, where this hit you uh, that, that you can think, remember? Well, I, I, I can't say that I, I saw a better way of life. Mm-hmm. But I felt it got to a point where it wasn't like that I saw something and I wanted it. Like I saw this rich life and I wanted it. Right. It was that 
I had lived at the bottom for so long. Mm -hmm. For as long as I could remember, I was at the bottom. Mm -hmm. From being taken from my mom, I, you know, right then and there at two years old, I didn't have my mom. You know, right. I've had right. my dad telling me whatever story. Then I had my stepmom abusing me and my brother. I'm at the bottom. I'm always losing. Then I go in foster care. I'm still always losing. Drop out of school, dance, I'm always losing. So I just knew that I just really told myself that I couldn't have possibly went through all of this in my life just to end up at the club. Right. Like I literally told myself that like, it wasn't that somebody showed me something, but I just didn't believe like I literally felt like I had been through the worst of the worst. And right. I was at a point where, okay, I've been living this life for so long. I know what doesn't work for me. I know what I've been doing and that, that doesn't work. So let me try this. Let me try what's in these books. Mm -hmm. Let me try what I'm listening to when I listen to Oprah on YouTube. Let right. me try what I'm listening to when I listen to Sarah Jake Roberts on YouTube. You know, it yeah. gets to a point where, okay, I've been living like this and I know that this doesn't work. So it's just time to try something new. And that's where I was. I was packing my, I was packing Think and Grow Rich in my dance bag. And I remember a girl, to this day, and she it's so funny because she asked me to buy my book when I wrote my book. But I remember being in the dressing room, and she was like, "If she was gonna read, she should have stayed at home." And I ain't mm. say, you know, I don't say anything because when you know stuff, you just know. So right, you know, right, I right. just I know I'm bigger than that, and I know I'm trying to get out the club. And when you're trying to get out of something, the universe will try to throw stuff your way to see if you're really ready. So that sure I will. just ignored it. Yeah, sure so will. I just ignored it. But yeah. it just really got to a point where I said enough is enough. Like you done grew up in foster care. You done dance. You done dropped out. You done did this. You done did that. Like it's time yeah. to do something else. Like this is not the story of your life. And like, I, that's, that's just what it was. I just had a reality check with myself and I knew what wasn't working for me. And I knew that I didn't want the life that I had. So naturally I just, something kicked in and I just changed and I started applying everything that I was reading and everything that I was listening to and everything that I was seeing when I was meditating, I just, I just changed my life. Like I just changed my mentality. That's the first thing you have to change is your mind. And I don't think people really understand the importance of like changing your mindset. But when you change your mindset, you also have to take certain actions because certain things that you do, certain people that you go around will trigger you to be back to a certain way. So, mm -hmm. I had to have like a very, very strong mentality. And mm -hmm. I, I literally, I knew where I didn't want to be. I knew where I didn't want to be. And I said, mm -hmm. I'm going to change it. I got you. I got you. Wow. I love this. I, I love this, Unika. So um, you mentioned that, you know, you reached a breaking point and then you began a journey of self-discovery. So was, was that that you just described the, uh, the breaking point that you were, you were talking about? Well, the breaking point was when I got kind of disappointed in myself. Okay. Um, it was a time when, okay, I had my son when I was 24 mm -hmm. and I had stopped dancing for a little while, but then um, I started going to school to job corps and I became a medical assistant and I actually had got hired on my externship. So I was going to school and still working at the doctor's office. Mm, so. Okay. I had that job and I'm not going to lie. I got back, you know, mixed with the old friend and right. I started back dancing. Right. 
And I tried to balance, I tried to balance, okay, well, I'm going to dance on this stage and then I'm just going to work on this stage. It started as a weekend thing. I'm just going to dance on the weekends and I'll work on the weekday. And then it was like, okay, well, this night is kind of good. This Tuesday night is kind of good at the club. So I'm going to go. So it started like that. And eventually it was to the point where I was drinking at the club. So I was probably hungover, couldn't make it to work, always Mm. late. So I ended up losing my job. So it was during that, and it was so crazy because while my whole world was crumbling down, like everybody else around me was fine. You know, they're content with their life. You know, they're right, they're okay. Right. They haven't, you know, it's, it, everybody wakes up when they wake up. That's so, true. you know, it just wasn't their time yet. But I was feeling uncomfortable because I'm like, I was just a medical assistant. Like, now I really have to be in the club. Like, at first it was just an option, you know, because I had a job, but now I have to be in the club. Mm-hmm. So... My breakthrough came because I was a little disappointed at myself because it started, first it was fun because I hadn't got back into the dance and it was kind of fun, but then, you know, it gets back old again and I, and I started back thinking like, I went to school, I was a medical assistant, you know, granted, being a medical assistant wasn't my actual calling, but I was doing something better than being in the club. Right, so right. my breakthrough, my breakthrough came because I just was disappointed and I kept saying, okay, so you tried to be, you know, you tried to, you tried to balance this life and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And I was reading this book called First Things First. And it was a time management book because I was, mind you, I was reading everything. I was reading The Richest Man in Babylon, trying to get my money together. I was right. reading <laughs> Thinking Go Rich, trying to get my mind together. I was yep, reading yep. The Four Day Laws of Power, trying to build my personality. And then I was reading First Things First by Stephen Covey, trying to do time management. And right. it was a quote by Gandhi that said, one man cannot do right in one compartment of his life while he is occupied in doing wrong in any other compartment. Life is one indivisible whole. Mm. And that book was about time management. And that quote probably doesn't have the least thing to do with time management, but that quote is the one thing that stuck out to me. And I right. kept reading it and repeating it to myself, repeating it to myself because here I go, I was doing right in one compartment of my life, going to school, being a medical assistant, taking care of my child. Right. But on the other end, I was doing wrong, going to the club, drinking, hanging with these people that you know, you know, are not, you know, on the same type of time that you're on. So yeah. I, you know, related myself to that quote because I was trying to do, you know, balance, trying to juggle. So that's when that I, that's when I told myself, you know what I'm saying? You've been doing this and it hasn't worked. So you need to turn it around and do this and and be whole. And that was the one thing that I recognized when it said life is one indivisible whole. You can't be, you know, you you just, you can't try to balance that. You can't try to, I can't try to speak to people and you just saw me at the club last night. I can't do that. That's right. You know, life is one indivisible whole. So that's what my breakthrough was. My breakthrough, I told myself, you got to do this thing right. Like, you may have good intentions. You may you may want to be the best person. You may really have a pure heart. But I really recognize that no matter how good my intentions was, that strip of money, I wasn't going to get what I wanted to get from that money. It don't matter if I made $2,000 every night. It was going to go some type of way because I, you can't do the right thing. You can't try that's to right. do the right thing by getting it the wrong way. That's so right. that's, that's right. what my breakthrough was. And I told myself, you have to, you have to be whole. You have to live your truth whole. So that's why I, I changed. I completely changed. That's why my book is about self-reinvention, because I completely changed 
everything about myself, everything about the way, you know, I have something, no, I'm not perfect. Of course, I still have a smart mouth, still got attitude problems, you know, stuff that normal people have. But as far as, you know, living my lifestyle and the way I try to be, I try to be, you know, the best person that I can. And I know I've come, you know, a very long way. And the breakthrough part for me was just being whole, like living completely right, not trying to dance, but you got good intentions over here. So just live whole. You got it. I mean, after all, uh, there's one Unica, okay? And since there's one Unica, there's one Unica's life. So you want to live that life whole and not be doing good over here and then bad over here, then bad over here. You know, uh, yeah, that, that, that makes all kinds of sense. It, it really does. And, and what you said earlier, Unica, about when you make a decision to transform or change yourself, that decision has to start from within, right? You can't go out making changes on, uh, on the, the outward parts of your life. It, it has to start from inside. You have to make that adjustment mentally with your mind, with your attitude. Uh, and it sounds mm-hmm. like you have grown an amazing amount of self-awareness uh, in your journey. Would, would that be? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I have. I have. It's it's very crazy because I was just talking about my self-awareness and just the way I feel about myself because mm-hmm. um, a lot of things about me, not knowing my mother, it was a lot of things about me that I just thought were kind of weird or, or that people made me think was weird. You know, yeah, like yeah. I always like to read and people are like, you just like to read and you know, and then you, I, I just, I don't really, I like, I'd rather go to like a lounge type of club versus a everybody smushed mm-hmm. together type of club. Like I just right. did stuff differently. And it was so crazy that you talk about self-awareness because when I met my mother's family, they flew me to Houston for my birthday. My birthday mm-hmm. was June 14th. So they just flew me to Houston. And it was so much of myself that I saw in them. Like a lot of my, a lot of people that, a lot of people aren't intellectual, but it's a lot of like my first cousins and things like that. They're intellectual. And then it's just telling them, you know, my story of where I came from and just seeing that it is other people like in my family that went through things and they, you know, transformed and things like that. So with me, with my self-awareness, I feel more comfortable than ever with who I am. Like I, I, I really do. I feel, I, I feel like I know a lot. I don't know everything about myself, but I feel like I know a lot more about myself right now. And again, reading is what makes, what strengthens your self-awareness. Like reading about psychology or philosophy, all of that stuff strengthens your self-awareness. And I'm a big, I'm a big advocate for self-educating. And I think that is what, that is really what gave me the self-awareness and the self-confidence and the self-esteem, the self-assurance that I have is because I self-educated myself so much and life taught me, you know, so much. Oh, yeah, the hard knocks of life as well, right? But um, uh, when it comes to reading, you know, like your passion, reading and writing, uh, especially the content that you've read, it, it, it helped you become a better person and learn more about yourself, not just 
for you, but for those loved ones who are counting on you, like your son, right? Yes, my son. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I'm a parent myself, and so there's a lot of, uh, of, of life-critical decisions that we have to make, and our children play a huge part in that decision-making, you know, and, uh, and, and, and anything that we can do to help grow within ourselves. Um, one thing that I'm a big fan of is just the, the truth and the fact uh, behind our self-help and growth not only helps us internally, but it also helps those who are counting on us and are in our lives because it helps us be a better parent or a better spouse or a better son or a better daughter, you know, to, mm-hmm. to our loved ones. So I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big believer of that. And I can see and feel that in you, Unika. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Thank you. Our, no, absolutely. No, my pleasure. So now, and I know you talked about it a little bit and, and I just want to just want to make sure the listeners understand. Okay the the journey and the quest that you are on to uplift others and the message you want others to know okay as part of your journey in helping them and uplifting them okay so so you're now uplifting others with your public speaking your ebooks and your blog so um you know you mentioned before that your men- your mission is to build awareness of self reinvention um Please share once again with the listeners what that means, building awareness of self-reinvention. So I believe that personal growth is an everlasting journey. Right. No matter where you are in life, you are always going to be called to be bigger and to be different. Mm -hmm. And the more, and I believe the more you evolve, the more you are going to have to reinvent yourself. So it's not like reinvention is like, okay, well, I stopped smoking, I stopped drinking, I stopped cussing, and I'm I'm done. You know, you still have <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you still have things that you have to work on. And mm-hmm. the glow up, like I'm reading the glow up again because I feel like I'm at a different stage of transitioning. So right. I feel like it's important for people to know that the glow up or self reinvention is not just, okay, let me read this book and get my life together. And then that's it. You know, that's no, because guess what? When you, when, when you set a goal, when you first read the book, mm-hmm. when you reach that goal, you're going to mm-hmm. set another goal. And guess what? That new goal is going to call for you to be a different person. You, it's not going to call for you to be the same person that got what you got last year. That's it's right. Cause call you're raising you the somebody game. else. Yeah, you're raising your game. Yeah, and you you constantly have to reinvent yourself to fit the times of your life that you are in. And I feel like that's what people need to understand. I have to reinvent myself as an author and a speaker. At first, I was was reinventing myself from just a stripper to an average working woman. Mm -hmm. I had to reinvent myself from stripping every day for nine years. All that I really know, don't want to work at nobody's job. I had to reinvent myself into a working woman. Then... Once I figured out my passion, I have, I'm still, because again, like I said, I didn't know that I was going to be an author. I didn't know I was going to be a speaker. So I have to reinvent myself and I have to, and once I 
get where I I feel like I want to be at now, I'm going to have a new goal, but I'm going to have to reinvent myself for that too. And I feel like that's what people should understand. Absolutely. A hundred percent, 100 percent. That is that to me, that shows me a tremendous amount of self-awareness that you have, Unika. And um, are, are you, are you a Dr. Phil fan? Yes, I'm a I'm a everything philosophy. Anything that helps me. A lot of people they a, a lot of people are like, oh no, I only listen to this. Or I only listen to this. Right. No, I listen to Dr. Phil. Yeah. I listen to Farrakhan. I listen yeah. to Sarah Jake Roberts. I will listen mm-hmm. to Ayanna. Mm-hmm. I will go and listen to Eric Thomas, and mm-hmm. then I will go. I, I I listen to whatever helps me. You know, whatever I feel like is good for me. So yes, I'm a Dr. Phil fan as well. Okay, no, that's great. I'm glad to hear. And the reason why I asked that is because uh, what you just said earlier is, is, is something that he has been trying to get people to understand for a long time. You know, you mentioned that, you know, you were at one level and you were working to succeed to get to a higher level. And then from there, you're, you're working to succeed, but you're not, you're not trying to work to succeed to get to you know, to, to get to how or where you are now, uh, you can't do the same things to get to that next level. You have to do more. You have to do more because you're raising your game. Right. And, and and that's what Dr. Phil said. He, uh, one, um, I listen to his podcast from time to time, but one thing he mentioned that kind of made me chuckle is, um, some people don't lift a finger to make a change because they are afraid of failure. And, you know, that's pretty mm-hmm. obvious, right? But another thing yeah. that he said that really rang through to me was, and other people don't lift a finger to do a thing or make a change because they are afraid of succeeding. Because if they yeah. succeed, they know they'll reach a certain level and then they'll have to do more to to get to another level or more to sustain it, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah, think absolutely. I believe that too. Like they don't want to, a lot of people that that's like the people that have those big dreams, but they don't want to do the work. I have a lot of right. people that they, I, because I'm just a person that's very easy to talk to. So people just naturally just pour their dreams out. And I I really have to tell people like, are you ready for that? Like right. the person that I am right now is going to be a different person. Once I, you know, blow up the way I want to blow up that I'm going to have to do more work. And yeah. a lot of people, I feel like they want the success, but they don't understand that you have to put in the work. And then another thing sure is, another thing is people look at social media and they think you're supposed to get it right now. And they don't yeah. understand that yeah. it's a process, like it's a journey. The masterpiece that you are looking at had to go through some things, you know? Completely, completely. Yeah, had yeah. to go through some yeah. things. So people, one, they don't, you know, like you said, they don't want to do that work that it costs to get to that next level. And they don't understand the journey that it, it, it's a journey. You have to enjoy your process. And people think that you have to have it all together too. That's another thing that people think. They think that, oh, well, once I save up this amount of money and then I, I'm going to just quit my job on this set day and then I'm going to have my business. It don't, it does not work like that. It doesn't. It doesn't. Like you, you're not going to have everything. And if you wait for the perfect time, time is going to leave you because nothing is perfect. Not even That's time. Right. So That's you right. just have to, you just have to throw yourself in and you just have to do it as you go. I, I 
got my website, I wasn't fully prepared. Like I didn't know I incorporated my name, but I didn't know anything about a business entity. But before I even, you know, thought about a business entity, I know I had the little bit of money to get my website. So right, I just right. went ahead and got my website. Like I, I built everything as I went along. And I feel like a lot of people should, I talk about that in my book too. I talk about starting where you are and right. starting with what you have. And people think that you just have to have everything all together and you don't. You yeah. really would get to your, you get where you're going at quicker if you start now and just, right. you'll be amazed what resources you'll find and you know, what people you will meet on the way, but you just have to start now with, you know, what you have. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. In fact, uh, think of it this way, you know, what if a lot of people who think have that mindset like they got to have everything together before they start everything together before they start well what if they had everything together and then they start and then they realize that everything they had together is not going to cut it it has to be everything or something else you know mm -hmm. and, and they don't know until that point well you can yeah. learn that if you start earlier and not have everything together and then when you realize down the road that, okay, I got to change it up some way here, this and that, you know, so that I can, so that I can move in this direction, then, you know, you can make that change much easier than someone who think they, they got everything and then they have to change it all because what they yeah. had wasn't right, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so, so that's, that, those are some things to think about. And I'm so glad, so glad, Unika, that you emphasize that in your book. And you mentioned your website. Speaking of your website, uh, how can our listeners reach out to learn more about you? My website is MissUnika.com. So it's M as in Mary, S-U-N-I-Q-U-E-K-A.com. And on there is my book. I have um, paperback copies and ebook. Um, my book is sold on strictly through my website, and it's also sold on eBay and Walmart.com as well. Um, there's two two day free shipping when you order through Walmart. Um, also, I have my documentary that's coming, and that's going to be. Mm -hmm. on my website and it may be on YouTube, but I know for sure it's going to be on my website. Wonderful. Wonderful. Fantastic. I'm going to make sure and have direct links to your website on the episode show notes for people to directly click and get to your website to learn more about you, learn more about your journey and to stay in touch and in tune with uh, when you release that documentary. Wow, man, Unika, it has been such a pleasure chatting with you, uh, getting to know you, learning your journey. Um, you are a true testament to tenacity, uh, to uh, perseverance, and to just stay in the course, you know, in the direction. I know we're all a work in progress. We're still on the journey. Um, but I really, really appreciate you sharing the insights that you've learned on your journey. I really have. You're welcome. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. So uh, now we are going to go to a segment called Three for the Road. And this is where I ask my guests three thought-provoking but random questions um, that I challenge my guests to answer in five words or less. So what do you think, Unika? You think you're up for the challenge? Yeah, so you said we have to answer in five words or less, right? 
That's right. That's right. Now, okay. because because some of the questions may be deep, and 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 somebody may get into a groove with the answer, uh, and when they feel that groove, you know, I, I'm not I'm not one to interrupt that. So you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let them. I'll let it flow. Uh, and if it goes past five, it goes past five. They're in a groove, right? Okay. All right. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'll let that slide. All right. Three for the road. Here we go. Unika, your question number one is name a song that best relates to your journey. Um, well, it's, I don't know if it's three words or four words, but I would say Beyonce, me, myself, and I. Wonderful. Okay, that's cool. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. All right, number two. Fill in the blank. In my darkest times, blank has kept me moving on. Reading a book. Reading a book. There you go. The childhood love and passion to this day. Yep. All, right. All right, well, speaking of books, question number three for Three for the Road. You're stuck on an island for a month with just one book. What is your book? The 48 Laws of Power. The 48 Laws of Power. Yeah. Love it. Love it. In fact, now I think you inspire me to look up that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that'll be my next, uh, my next buy on Amazon for sure. That, I mean, the title itself sounds enticing. So, uh, Thank you for sharing that with us. All right. You're welcome. All right, cool. So once again, to get direct links to Unika's website, check out our show notes, which can be downloaded from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, RoadToRediscovery.com, and more. Unika, thank you so, so, so much for coming on the show. It was great having you here. It really was. Well, thank you for having me, and it was a pleasure. It really was. Thank you. We reciprocate. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening. I invite you to subscribe via Apple Podcasts if you haven't done so yet. And feel free to leave a rating and a short review. The Road to Rediscovery is part of a movement, part of a revolution. And guess what? You're now part of it. Together, we're roadies. And it sure feels good having you on the journey. Thanks again for listening. We'll chat again soon. The Road to Rediscovery is an A.J. Shark production.